In this episode, I want to talk about changing careers, making a career pivot, whether that's small or it's kind of a medium-sized change or a big change, and the differences in what it takes to make that happen successfully. Because I believe that you can always pivot your profession. It's always possible, but it isn't always easy. This is Invincible Career. I'm Larry Cornett. You don't always recognize opportunity when it knocks. And that's especially true when you answer the door only to discover that more work is waiting for you. Many, many years ago, I was a designer at eBay. During one very challenging project, my product manager got called away for jury duty. Unfortunately, there weren't any other PMs available to take over. Everybody was fully booked. Now, if you're not familiar with what it's like to work at eBay, or at least what it was like to work at eBay back in those days, you may think that this meant the project would be delayed. We could simply wait until the PM returned from jury duty, right? Why not? However, the standard operating procedure at eBay was that you never slip dates on a project. I mean, we would cut scope, we would reduce features, trying to get a product update out on time, but you never, ever pushed out a release date. So the PM's manager came to me and asked if I could take over as the product manager and keep the project on schedule. So in addition to doing the design work for the project, I took over writing the product requirements document and working with engineering just to get it out. By the way, if you're listening, thank you for believing in me, DJ. I don't know if you even remember this, but it made a, a big difference in my career. And looking back, I now consider myself lucky to get that PM experience while I was a designer, while I was still working in my job. Little did I know that that experience would later give me the confidence to throw my hat in the ring for a product leadership role while I was at Yahoo. I was the VP of design for Yahoo Search and Marketplace. And I remember the day that I found out that our VP of product was leaving the company. So it's like, okay. Um, and rather than waiting to be surprised or find out who my new product partner would be when they hired his replacement, I took advantage of the opportunity and created a proposal for how I could lead both the product and design teams for search. Luckily, my boss agreed, and that decision changed my career trajectory forever. It put me on an entirely new path that opened doors for me later. Now, reinventing yourself is never easy. It is a ton of work to change professions, make a career pivot, and start down a new path. Some people consider it 
I mean, a lot of people do, I think. But they give up because they can't stomach the idea of starting their careers over. Many people fear ending up at the bottom of a new career ladder after they've already spent so many years climbing the first ladder. I mean, who would want to do that? And yes, it can happen that way if you try to abruptly exit one profession, your current profession, and start over again in a completely new profession. But one of the most effective ways to ease into a career change is to do it from within the company while you still have your job. So an important question is, how significant will this change of career be? What's the size of the pivot? If you're thinking about changing careers and making a a big move, how significant is it? And I look at this from kind of small, medium, and, and big. A big change is changing both industry and profession. Medium-sized change would be changing your profession, but not the industry. And a small change would be, you know, a slight change into an adjacent profession or industry. I would say my first career pivot was a medium-sized change. I mean, I ended staying in the same industry. I was still in tech. And I was even in the same company, right? I didn't leave the company. But I just changed professions. I changed professions from design to product. Now, my second career pivot, my most recent one, was definitely a large one. I left the tech industry entirely. And I left my past professions as a designer, a design leader, and a product leader behind. It was such a significant change that my friends told me that I was crazy. I was essentially giving up everything that I had built. And it was such a significant change that I had to start my own business to essentially work around gatekeepers and make a large lifestyle change as well to make it all possible. Some of my friends have also made rather large career changes and pivoted into entirely different industries and professions. In each case, they felt like they found their calling. They were more fulfilled. And they became more successful. For example, one person went from working in the tech industry to becoming a restaurant owner. Another friend of mine went from managing a supermarket to becoming a real estate agent. And my close family member, who I'll be talking about more, went from being a physical therapist to becoming a spine surgeon. So these are pretty big changes. Other friends made smaller pivots, which weren't quite as drastic. Nonetheless, the change made them happier and more successful. I can think of a few who went from being a designer to becoming an engineer. And a few that went from being engineers to becoming product managers. And quite a few, actually, who went from being product managers or product leaders to becoming startup founders. 
it is much easier to move into an adjacent profession within the same company with the full support of your manager. I mean, I was lucky enough to have that. Plus, access to mentors and coaches who educated me and advised me. I was, I was really lucky, and I'm still thankful for that. But if you don't have that type of opportunity and support, you'll have to educate yourself on your own time. You'll have to find ways to earn the credibility that will convince someone to hire you in your new profession. And I've never known a hiring manager that was willing to hire someone who had zero working experience in a new profession. I mean, if someone's a designer and they're like, you know what? I really want to get into product management. I want to be a product manager. I'm just going to apply for a PM job at other companies. I have no experience. I have no training. I don't have an MBA. I have nothing. I just want to do it. I mean, good luck with that. (laughs) I just, it doesn't work. I've known some people who've tried. It doesn't work. So the burden will fall on you to create the proof that will persuade an employer to give you a chance. If you want to make a change like that. Or you may have to start your own business, as I did. Then nobody can tell you no. (laughs) You are essentially hiring yourself. There are no gatekeepers in that situation. So there are three things that you will need to navigate a significant career change successfully. One is ability. The second is support. And the third is opportunity. So speaking of ability, you may have the potential to pivot into an entirely new career path but you have to develop the ability. Depending on the profession you're pursuing, you may also need additional training, education, certifications, licensing, etc. For example, I know people that wanted to go into product management and had been designers, and so they took night classes, and over a course of like, I think two years, they ended up getting an MBA to essentially have the credibility, to develop the ability to play in that role. I have a few quotes from people I was talking with online recently about this. One is from Michelle Kyra. She said, pivot to something you love. Get the credentials. Make sure you can make the money. If you're going to be dropping income then adjust lifestyle lifestyle by the same measures. And so, yeah, I mean, as, as Michelle said, you, gotta, you have to get the credentials. You have to get the education and training. For example, my brother started his career as a physical therapist. But he soon discovered that he wanted to go beyond the care that he could provide as one. He wanted to do more. So he decided to go back to school to become an orthopedic surgeon. Now, he had the potential, absolutely. He's super smart, super driven, ambitious. 
he may even have had some of the knowledge and capabilities. I mean, of course he did. However, he sure as heck couldn't see patients or operate on anyone until he jumped through all the hoops, you know, developed the ability. He had to finish med school, complete his residency, pass a license exam. He had to get board certified and then get a job at a hospital so he could have access to an operating room and finally be a surgeon. You know, having the desire isn't enough. Having the potential isn't enough. You can't just open up a surgery center in your garage and start seeing patients. There's a lot of stuff that he had to do to develop the ability to actually become a surgeon. In the best case, you can acquire knowledge and learn skills and get the experience you need in a new profession while you're on the job working in your old profession. I mean, that's fantastic. You're essentially kind of getting a postgraduate education at work and getting paid for it. Some companies are great about this. I mean, they provide lots of internal training. They provide a lot of career mobility within the company. They're smart. They know they would rather keep you as an employee if you feel like, hey, you want to change professions. You don't have to leave the company to do that. They'll help you get trained and get licensed and get the knowledge and skills and the experience and hopefully the new job within that, within that company, right? And that is the advice from Ankit Panda as well. He said, I would suggest people keep a balance and then take action. You should not leave your full-time job. You should work simultaneously. And that's essentially what I'm saying is that if you can, in the best case, leverage your current job to get the skills you need to move into a new role or a new profession. However, as I'm sure you know, or maybe you've experienced, and and I've experienced, some companies will not provide you with the opportunity to prepare for a new career on the job. In the worst case, I mean, you're on your own. You'll have to find educational resources, training, mentors, advisors. You'll have to pay for a lot of this yourself. But if you really want to make a change and you want to develop the ability to play successfully in this new profession, then you have to invest in yourself if your company will not. And then support. Support is really important. It helps considerably when you are changing professions. For example, a supportive manager can secure funds for your internal training, connect you with coaches, introduce you to mentors, and very importantly, give you the time you need to learn new skills on the job. I have a quote from Doug Hyland that was talking about some of this, and he said, do a self-inventory listing your strengths and your weaknesses and develop your team, support group, and resources accordingly. No one is the complete package, so learn to cultivate those that help you cover your weaker areas and be ready to help in return. I mean, all of this is, is necessary. If you have a significant other in your life, it sure is helpful if they are supportive of a big career change that might impact your income for a while. 
I mean, change is always a little risky, of course. And failure is always possible. I'm not here to tell you that you will always be successful with a significant career change. It's always possible that you might fail. I've failed. Many other people have failed. Having support from friends and loved ones can give you more courage to move ahead. I mean, I've been fortunate that my wife has been incredibly supportive of all of my crazy career changes, educational pursuits, and wild business ventures. I've had so many things that I've explored in the business world. Some have worked and some have not. So her support has made it possible for us to navigate the financial bumps in the road along the way. She's really helped with us managing our household budget and expenses and in supporting me. And I, and I don't mean supporting me financially. I mean, I supported me emotionally, giving me the strength, believing in me. It's made a huge difference. Can you change professions without a support system? I mean, yeah, of course you can. You can do it alone in in some cases, especially if you're making a small to medium pivot in your profession or industry. However, in some situations, you're going to have a tough time and maybe an impossible time making a massive change without support. And I'm not necessarily talking about financial support. I'm not even talking about the support from a life partner or a significant other. You know, I'm talking about support from other people, friends, people in the industry in which you're interested. I would highly recommend looking for a community that can help provide guidance, feedback, support, networking opportunities, job opportunities. If you're moving and or wanting to move into an entirely different profession or different industry, then find a community with those professionals. Find a community in that industry. Connect with people. Get the advice and help that will make you more successful. And another quote from, this is from Christopher Shute. He says, find your community. Joining a community of like-minded professionals was easily the best decision I made in my new career. Receiving advice, feedback, and expanding my network was invaluable. And always ask for feedback. And so then finally, making a big change means you're going to have to have an opportunity, obviously. And you have to learn to recognize opportunities when they present themselves. One way to fine-tune your opportunity antenna is to have a long-term career goal in mind and at least a rough plan that maps out how you will get there. For example, I knew that I wanted more for my career than to be a design executive. I mean, I I don't know 
what would come next? I was a VP of design at the time. I suppose I could do more of that, or I could look for kind of a chief design officer role. At that time, there weren't that many. But I wanted more for my career. And I had a goal that I wanted to start my own business or found my own startup. I knew that was what was next for me. My plan to achieve that goal included getting more product experience and business experience. I wanted to learn more about what it meant to run something from a product perspective from start to finish, to get deeper into the planning and the analytics and testing and working with engineering and so forth. And I wanted business experience. I wanted some of that operational experience. So when I found out that our head of product was leaving, I recognized that opportunity. My antenna were tuned into that. And I was like, oh, this is what I've been hoping for. I wanted to get product experience. It's a little scary to kind of step up and seize that opportunity and say, hey, I'll be the new head of product. But I I said, what the heck? I'm going to go for it. This is something I can't give up. I can't pass up. So I had to seize that opportunity to take the role and to get the experience I needed. Even if it scared me, and it did. It was, I was in over my head. I think everybody knew that. I knew that, but I was willing to work really hard and give it my best and get the experience that I knew I needed. I recommend this for all of my career clients who are looking at making a big change. So often they have a bigger picture in mind of what they want to do with their career. They have a domain that they want to switch into. And so we are looking at that long-term goal and that can sometimes be 20 years out. And then we're looking at what are the gaps between here and now, you know, now and that point in the future What are the gaps they need to fill? What's the experience that they need to get? And so that helps us kind of fine-tune our antenna for them, for their opportunities. And looking at various things that come through and saying, okay, this one will give you the experience of leading a team and we want you to have that. Or this one will give you experience in the new domain, which we want for you. And so you have to do something similar. You have to think about where do I want to end up? What's the plan for getting there? And will I recognize opportunities that show up that can help me get the experience that I need? And if the right opportunity does not present itself, you could either wait forever or you can create your own opportunity. And if you do that, then you also have the chance to construct the right conditions to set you up for success. Now, that may mean that you need to look outside of your current employer for a chance to move on to a different path. One of the things that I tell people is that it's really hard 
to move into a new profession or a new type of role in a larger corporation. Roles are really well defined and they usually won't let somebody come in to an entirely new type of profession with no experience. However, startups are a little more flexible. When it's a really small startup, everybody has to wear multiple hats anyway. So if you're wanting, for example, to do both product and design, and a startup has you know, mostly an engineering set of founders, and they're like, hey, if you want to own the product and design side, feel free, <laughs> take it, run with it. You might get a chance to do that and get that experience. And it is probably easier at a smaller startup than at a big corporation. Or you may need to start your own business because if you do that, you can do whatever the heck you want. If you want to run the whole thing, which you will, the business side and the product side and design side and sales, marketing, you name it, you got to do it all. So starting your own business can often give you the opportunity to completely learn a new profession or multiple professions in some cases. And finally, you you may need to save up a financial cushion. Sometimes you just can't make it work when you're working full-time or working more than full-time. So you may need to save up a cushion so you can quit your job and go all in on making a new career path work. And then I was reading about somebody who did that. They had saved up quite a bit. They had a nice cushion. And they said, I just need time to think through this. I need time to explore different types of opportunities because I don't know for sure what I want. I have five or six different things I'm interested in and I don't know which one's going to work out or which one will truly be interesting once I start doing it. And that's hard to do when you have a full-time job and maybe you're working 12, 14 hour days already. So she quit. And I think she took something like six months and explored a bunch of different things and finally said, okay, this is, this is it. This is the one I'm really interested in and went all in on making that work. And I have a quote from Tracy Olin says, it's okay to take a step backward in order to move forward on a new path. And that's sometimes hard for people to accept, but I have watched many career changers who've pivoted into different professions and they've had to take a little bit of a step back. But that's okay if that's really where you want to be. And if you are ambitious and you're smart and you're working hard, then you'll quickly move ahead on that new path and be somewhere much better in the end anyway. So it's okay. Sometimes you have to take a step backward to move forward. So the last thing I want to leave you with is just to be confident about all this. I know it's scary. Making a big career change is not easy. It's stressful. There's a lot of anxiety. What has always helped me remain confident during a significant career change is the knowledge that I have succeeded before. I know that can always fall back on my previous education, skills, my experience, and I can get a job to survive in my old profession if the new gig fails or the new business fails. 
I'll just go back to doing what I was doing before. I have many, many, many years of experience doing that. And that's something that Peter Michaels Allen said as well. His quote was, I'd say to remember there's not as much risk in trying something new in most cases. If you've built a career already, you can always fall back on it if the new one doesn't work out. So rather than be timid and move slowly into it, jump into it big and fast to see how you really like it. It's better to try and fail in three to six months than to let it drag on for years slowly with constant fear. I mean, life is too short to stay in a profession that is no longer fulfilling you. You don't want to feel trapped on a career path with no end in sight. The old days are over of choosing one profession for life. I mean, if you want to to do that and you love it, by all means, do it. But that's kind of what my parents' generation did. And that's what I was told to do. Choose a profession. That's your profession for life. Well, what if you don't want to do that? (laughs) You shouldn't feel forced to climb one career ladder for decades and decades until you retire. While it's never easy, making a big career change is certainly not as hard as it used to be. You have a world of education, training, and relevant network connections at your fingertips. So don't be shy about reaching out for help. And that goes for me as well. Leave a comment. Go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com. You can find this episode. It's episode issue 277. Leave a comment. Ask a question. I'm here to help as well. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.